if his people prayed. Extreme Makeover Prayer Edition. Uh, right now we're going to show you the family room, which we're really excited about, but I think Marge is even more excited about. Oh. Hey Marge. Hey. How are you doing? Good. So what do you think about the family room? I'm thinking about it. So we heard you were a huge football fan. I'm not. No? No. Well, you can, you know, get into it and you can start becoming a fan. And this is the place where you can kick back, you know, watch some football, hang out with your new best friend, Robert Griffin III. Who? He's the quarterback of the Washington Redskins. Who? The Washington Redskins. Oh, I think you're going to love this team. And if you notice the uh, paint behind the mural? I can't see anything behind the mural. It's pretty big. Well, the paint. Do you like what we did with the paint? I'll be honest. What did you do? It looks the same. Yeah, well, we repainted it in an unnoticeably lighter shade. So I'm not supposed to know there's a difference? No, because we want you to feel comfortable. Almost like a lot's changed, but nothing's changed. Okay. Remember all the stains on your couch cushions? I do remember that. Look, can you see any? No, I Remember can't. the crumbles, the cookie crumbles? Yeah. Okay, we flipped over the cushion. Oh. Yeah, so it's not visible anymore. But they're still there? They're still there, but you can't see them. And your guests won't know. Okay. She loves it. On to the next room. I really have no idea where he got this idea that I like sports and he kept on telling me it was going to make me comfortable, but I don't understand how a huge mural of a football player is going to help me be comfortable. I don't understand. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So that was interesting. <laughs> so as you know, last week, Father Anthony started a great series or extreme makeover on prayer. And as you know, there's a whole house and different rooms of prayer. And really, I got the blessing of taking the first one, the first room. And of course, Last week, Father Anthony said he's giving you a tour through the house so we can become a house of prayer. Every one of us will be a house of prayer. So, you know, he was your tour guide, but of course, you know, he's on furlough this week like everybody else. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. He's in Canada, as you know, serving the Lord in a great conference. But I'll be your tour guide for today, and uh, we'll try to take a blessing from, from doing this. So... As Father Anthony said last week, the whole goal of this is a journey about prayer, and prayer is an intimacy with God. So that same intimacy with God, we want to start with the first room. Now, the thing about, the thing about prayer is that every one of us yearns for prayer, is excited about prayer, needs prayer. At the same time, hates prayer and doesn't want prayer because doesn't see any benefit to prayer. There's a strange connection about prayer, a strange like paradox between we need it and love it and yearn for it, and we at the same time we say I'm tired and I don't want to be a part of it. And we always say we don't have time, or we don't know what's holding us back. We're busy. 
you know, but you know, we're busy, it doesn't stop us from eating, doesn't stop us from sleeping, doesn't stop us from the Redskins games, doesn't stop us from going to our favorite band, doesn't stop us from going to any party, right? Being busy doesn't stop us from those things, but sometimes it stops us from prayer. So there must be something else. There must be something else. Here, we want to see, say one thing about it, is that every one of us, and actually the Northern Virginia area, the society here is high achievement. I remember living in this area, working in this area, and it's, you have to achieve. Checklist, do this, accomplish this, finish this. So I understand that all of us want to achieve something. So when it comes to prayer, when something is not achieved quickly, we leave it. Like if I don't have any benefit or a result, then we say, okay, I don't need that. So all of us want to get something done. You know, even, believe it or not, in Zambia, <clears throat> I have a long checklist and whatever, and the hardest thing for me to accept, and I'm confessing this, is that not getting something done that day. I have a list. I'm checking. No, I can't check that. Because things sometimes take a little bit longer to get things done over there. But at the same time, that's our mentality, is we must achieve. We must get results. So prayer, when something's not happening right away, we get frustrated. We get frustrated. And we quit. We quit and we get frustrated. And we say, Let's, let me do something else. So what should we do here? Believe it or not, it's not about controlling and mastering prayer, but something you need to learn and I need to learn about prayer is being weak and being naive and being submissive and surrendering. And that's the, the, that's the attitude we need to have when it comes to prayer. Not saying, I need to do this in prayer, I'm going to pray 15 minutes here and I'm going to do like this and this is what's going to happen. No. Let's not start like that. Let's start by being just surrendering before God and, 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 and like it says here, to be willing to be weak. No one here likes to be weak. No one likes to be naive. Everyone wants to be in control. But I want to tell you, if you want to get through these rooms in this extreme makeover and get to the top, the first thing or one of the first things is being weak and naive before the Lord. What do I mean? What I mean is this. You guys have something called life groups. Now, I want you to imagine this. When you're in the life group this week, and it's time for a group to pray out loud, or when you're anywhere and you have to pray out loud, what are you, what's going through your mind? Okay, it's, it's my turn to pray out loud. I just heard so-and-so pray, and that's a selfish prayer. And that person just prayed and was stuttering the whole time. And when it's my turn to pray, I'm going to say the best prayer, and I'm going to say Bible verses, and I'm going to say so many things in my prayer, and you're thinking about what to say, what do I say now, and, and isn't that right? Well, do you ever have to pray out loud, and the microphone is coming to you, or someone's asking you to pray, and you're just thinking, well, what should I say? I have to say the most special, amazing, unique thing. It's not like that. I want us to kind of reprogram our minds a little bit about prayer. It's about not saying the best kind of speech. It's not about the most amazing verse or saying the intercessions and like going through this perfect prayer not in the beginning look what I want to say about this series that Father Anthony is presenting to you is that different rooms of prayer doesn't mean that like if we share about today's prayer room doesn't mean it's the complete thing about prayer so don't leave today saying Father Abraham said one two three that's prayer no every week you're gonna learn something new about prayer 
and it all works together for something better. But what the first thing is, it doesn't have to be such a fancy dancy prayer. It's okay. The one who make who comes to me, I will be by no means cast out. From the Gospel of John, chapter six, verse thirty-seven. Look, if our prayer sounds unselfish or doesn't make any sense, it's okay. God's accepting our good prayers, and God is accepting our bad prayers. Don't be so hold like don't hang on to like I have to have a perfect prayer before I pray to God. No, it's not like that. God can accept everyone and whatever you say. Even think about children. Don't children come to you as a parent and say the craziest requests? Like Josiah, my son Josiah is almost four. He was telling me the other day, he said, hey dad, I want a boat. It's like, okay, no problem, we'll get you a boat. Why are you saying that, Josiah? He said, no, Noah had a boat. He had a big boat, I want a, I want a boat too. So I started to make him a pretend boat, you know, with like cushions and a thing. He started laughing, he said, no daddy. I want, I want a real boat. So I started thinking, what, what do I do now? And, you know, somehow I changed the topic and I got him off the boat thing. But, but the main thing is that, like, we, as children of God, have crazy requests. And to be honest with you, I appreciate Josiah's request for the boat. Even though it sounds crazy, I'm just happy he's coming to me saying, Dad, I want a boat. And, and God is the same way. Whatever you pray, Whatever it is, don't feel bad about it. Don't say it has to be a perfect kind of prayer. Just say it, and he's willing to accept it. So don't worry about so much about the prayer content right now. Of course, we'll grow in prayer over the years. So that's prayer. It doesn't have to be 100% full of faith in the beginning. Sometimes say, I don't believe what I'm just going to pray. I'll pray when I believe. It doesn't have to be like, it's okay to start praying even if there's not 100% faith there. You know, if there's not 100% purity in our prayer, it's okay. We just need to start. Okay? So, everyone has their handouts, of course, and I want you to follow along, and I want you to write, and I want you to be participate in this. But now we want to get to the first room of prayer. First room of prayer, maybe you saw from the video, is the simple prayer. The first room in the house of prayer for us is the simple prayer. Simple words, simple requests, not big speeches, not proposals, not big things, but simple prayers. But first you have to be, remember, weak before God, naive, surrendering, submissive, like, like you're vulnerable before God, to say anything to Him, not worrying about what the content is. And I want you to know that simple prayer is telling God about everything. I'm frustrated. I'm happy. I'm upset. The government let me off. Or I'm on furlough. Or the Redskins are not doing as good. That's from Buna, by the way. The Redskins are not doing as good as, as they should. Look, no matter how strange or dumb or whatever the prayer sounds, just say it. If you had a good day, say, I got it. I had a good day. If you're upset, say you're upset. You know what the point of all this? in simple prayer, this room that we entered in, is to be genuine with God, to be real with God, and to be open with Him, no matter what you're saying. I think the problem is we're always reserved about praying because we, we want it to be a certain way or a certain faith, and maybe it's not always going to be like that. 
in simple prayer, I know this is going to sound really strange. The focus is on me. And we've always been taught that prayer, the focus is on who? The focus is on God. So why the conflict today? Why the different, like, why is it different? The whole point is we'll get there. No one's going to wake up today and all of a sudden, oh, it's about you, God, and, and I praise you, and everything, and you did amazing. It's not going to always, if you do that, I promise you there's something not genuine inside of us. It's better to start simply, honestly, with God. And from there, it will grow into being about God. But to be honest, in simple prayer, the focus is on me, my needs, my wants, my desires, my feelings. I know it doesn't sound spiritual. Doesn't sound like a grown-up prayer. Hey, that can be the prayer for the children. My children are in Sunday school now, and they can pray like that, but not me. I'm an adult. Well, let's look at some people that may have done those kind of prayers. We look at Numbers chapter 11, verse 11, 15. We can see... Let's read together here. Follow along with me. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you afflicted your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them? And you say to me, Carry them in your bosom as a guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers. I am not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. If I have found favor in your sight, and do not let me see my wretchedness. Is there, have you ever said that in prayer? Kill me right now. <laughs> I mean, like, look how honest and genuine Moses is. I'm hurting. I'm responsible for all these people. I can't do it. Just take me away from here. Be honest in prayer. Be genuine. Keep it simple. Okay? There's many examples, by the way. There's another example here. Second Kings, then he, Elisha, or Elisha, went up from there to Bethel. And as he was going up to the road, some youths came from the city and mocked him and said to him, Hey, go up, you bald head. Go up, you bald head. So he turned around and looked at them and pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And two female bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the youths. Okay, don't pray that prayer. <laughs> don't do that when you leave here. Okay, I'm starting to lose hair. And, you know, and maybe some of you lost your hair, and it's okay, but don't, don't, don't do that. But why, I sh why are we showing you that verse, or those set of verses, is the genuine honesty uh, that, that Elisha has with God. You know, I'm upset, I, you know. Here's another one. But they didn't, this is the, the apostles here. They did not receive him, but they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to commend fire to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did? It's from the Gospel of Luke. All right, so why are all, like, you can see that, you know what was nice about that? Is the disciples were just turning to Christ, saying, you know, do you want us to do that? Is that okay? Of course, Christ had a different answer and, and whatever, but... It's okay to do that. It's turn to God in your foolishness and my foolishness and say whatever's in your heart. This is the simplicity of prayer. We need to start there. If you're already doing that, then next week we'll go to another, another stage. But simplicity, 
genuineness, openness, no matter how you sound, no matter how foolish it looks, that's where it needs to start. It's okay it doesn't sound spiritual. It's okay that we're, you know, there's no bad requests. Okay, let's go on to the next one. This one is, just so you know, the whole focus of this is ordinary people bringing ordinary concerns to an extraordinary, extraordinary father. Isn't that what prayer is? Isn't that what simple prayer is? We have an extraordinary father. A great father is listening to our funny requests. If we say them simply, ordinary, whatever the concerns are, hey, if you're upset today or someone hurt you today or someone cheated on you or someone whatever, whatever it is, say it simply to God. Talk to him about it. We have an extraordinary father. Ordinary people bringing ordinary concerns to an extraordinary or extraordinary father. We don't have to be saints right away. Yeah, we want to be on a journey to be like the saints. We don't have to be like holy people and the, like light coming from our hands and, and things like that right away. If one day, it's okay. <laughs> but it's okay if it's not right away. But the whole point is just simple, genuine. I like this verse from 1 John chapter 3. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. It's okay. If there's any issues in our heart or any problems, God is greater than that. He, knows all, he already knows those things that we're struggling with. It's okay. One of the foundations of this extreme makeover prayer, this reworking of our prayer to get to the top floor, the liturgical prayer, the beautiful prayer, the journey to be in intimacy with God. Remember, that. Don't keep that focus always when we're taking this journey because you're going to lose track. I want to be intimate with God. I want to be in that liturgical prayer. I want to get to that, that peak. But it starts here in the, in, the, in the main room, the family room, the simple prayer. Teresa of Avila said a nice quote, there is no stage of prayer so sublime that it isn't necessary to return often to the beginning. What does that mean? It means wherever you are in prayer, it's okay to return back to the beginning. What's the beginning? Simple, genuine, honest, open prayer. Maybe our prayer life is so structured and routine and whatever, which is good. Next you can talk about structured prayer. But maybe there's a loss or something missing in this area. Remember, we want the house of prayer. Maybe this room is, I'm not spending enough time in this room. Okay? So it's okay to return to the beginning. So how do we start the simple prayer? I'll give you a few, few tips. I think they're in your, your handout there. We'll give you a few tips on how to start the simple prayer. Number one, remember that prayer is a love relationship with your Father. From Matthew 6.6, 6, you know that you, when you pray, you go into your room. When you have shut your door, pray to your Father who's in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. The first thing is, you have to know that this is a love relationship. This isn't like... I have to give a report to my boss. One, two, three. You know, I think we're so focused on results and working and bosses and situations that we're 
even with God, I say, today, God, I did this, and today, this is what happened. And I hope, you know, like, we start making it very professional. No, it's not like that. It's a love relationship. Simple prayers to God of love. It's not like fancy words to impress God. You're not going to impress God. You're not going to say, God, look how amazing I am in my prayer life with you. It's actually the love, few words in love that makes a difference. In Africa, you get the privilege of seeing so many beautiful people there. I know some of you have been there and you understand what I'm saying. And the people there are so simple. And when you hear them pray, you just want to cry. They say two or three words. And maybe they don't make that much sense. But you can see the love they have for God in the few words that they said. I'm just so touched by their prayer. And I can pray long prayers and not have that same, same uh, simplicity or genuineness as those children or those people, our brothers and sisters in Africa. It's so amazing to see. I, like, that's why when you go there, you learn so much. And I think one thing that we can learn from our brothers and sisters in Africa is the simplicity and simple prayer life and genuineness and love they have for God. It's so amazing. And that's part of the first thing in this prayer room, in this simple prayer, is it's a love relationship with God. I think last week Father Anthony was talking about the prodigal son, you know, looking back to, to, to the father and, and, that, and returning back and that love that the father had and the son back to... That picture is so, so unique. And there's, you know, when it comes to prayer, there's no rich and poor or, or educated and illiterate or, or dumb ones or good ones or bad ones. Or, it's not like that. I think, you know, all the time when we're growing up, if we ever had to pray in Sunday school, we're just so shy to pray. To shy to pray in front of people. But start generally and simply in front of God because you love him and you want to grow that love relationship. Okay, that's number one. Are you with me still or are you guys falling down here? You with? So what's number one? That prayer is a love relationship. Good. Number two, don't try <laughs> too hard. How many of you, when you guys say, it's time to lose weight, you're going to start doing some crazy things in the beginning. You start, you make a plan that's just too ridiculous. You know, like someone told me one day, I, I want to start, I want to start, you know, running as an exercise. So I'm going to run the marathon next week. What? 26.2 <laughs> miles? No, that's not the way you start. Like, I think sometimes we, we, we try too hard in the beginning and we fail. We fall flat. You know, when we, we try to make prayer life, we, 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 give us a, we give ourselves big goals or our spiritual life big goals. And then when the big goals are failed, then, then we say, let me give up on that. It's not for me. That's the problem. Don't try too hard in the beginning. Don't try to make it such a, like, don't make the obstacle so hard that you can't even, you can't, you're not successful. You know what it's like? It's like, you know how you, in the church we fast, you know, many days, like in the great land, 55 days. After that, you know, it's time for the resurrection. What happens that night when you leave the church and you go home? What's on the table there at home usually? A lot of, like, not just like food, a buffet, and like a feast. So what happens when you eat? You try to eat all of it. What happens when you, when you eat all of it? Diarrhea. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. 
And I, and I think that that's, let's be honest, that's what's happening to us with the spiritual life, with the prayer life. I want to be a great, I want to pray to God, I want, but we try too hard and we can't digest it. So take it simply, take it step by step, and you'll get there, okay? So try not to try to like hit the home run right off the bat. Don't try to run the marathon. Don't try to eat all the food right away. Like, it needs, it needs to start with the, your being vulnerable before God, being weak before God, and just simply telling Him how you feel, and start slow. Maybe in the morning, as you're waking up, you can say a few words to God. Maybe as you're in traffic, when someone cuts you off or you're two hours in traffic, you can say a few things to God there. You know, maybe at lunchtime, you need to say, you know, in the evening before you sleep, you had a bad day, you want to, like, keep it like, you know, maybe a good way to start is three times a day, maybe morning, afternoon, and evening, just times where you're lifting up your heart in this love relationship and saying general, general prayers. You're probably thinking, okay, you know, that's, this is what you want to tell us about prayer? Remember, this is one of the rooms. Goal, intimacy with God. Liturgical prayer. This is one of the rooms. There's many coming. So just remember that when we're, when we're going through this. Even if you start praying and you feel that's enough, don't feel bad. You know what happens? I only prayed 10 seconds and you feel guilty about that. No. Don't feel guilty about trying to make fancy words, long speeches, or the right words, or not praying enough. Let's keep it simple. We're too complicated sometimes. Keep it simple. All right, the next thing is pray. Number three, pray even during temptation and sin. Now this one is <clears throat> very hard. You know, it's very hard when you have a bad thought in your mind to lift up and pray. It's very hard after you've done something wrong to lift up and pray. But we need to pray even under temptation and sin. It's very important to connect back with God. He will accept us. But keeping him out of it is more dangerous. I know this one's a hard one. St. Anthony the Great says, we calling on the name of Christ, crucified, chase away all the demons you fear as gods. He's trying to say here is that that simple prayer we lift up to God is going to chase away those temptations. It's going to chase away those demons that are surrounding us. Maybe I looked at a bad site. Maybe I went to a bad place. Maybe I did something bad with someone. You should have a lift up of prayer. God, I'm weak. I fell. I need you. I love you. Help me. It's okay. Just keep the connection. God is, would rather us talk to him than ignore him. Isn't that right? I would rather if parents, your children, would make a mistake, them running away from home, never coming back. Would you prefer that or them coming to say, hey, I made a mistake? Of course, we can't let our children leave us. We would, we would hate that. So that's the way God is looking at it. He's not here to say, oh, you made a mistake, get out of my house. He needs us next to him. He wants us next to him. He wants to help us through it. So even during your temptation and sin, we need to pray simple prayers. Number four, we're almost there. We're almost done with the whole thing. So let's pay attention. Let's write down these things. And by the way, why do, 
we write them down just to help us confirm these things for us. So it's good for everyone to write. Number four, strive for uneventful prayer experiences. <laughs> You're probably thinking, what, what's going on here? Like, strive to pray while in temptation. Uh, don't try so hard. Uh, and you want an uneventful prayer experience? This goes back to what we said before, is don't look for that emotional, great, tongues of fire prayer every time. I know that during Pentecost, while they were praying in the upper room, the fire came down on them, and we want to see that every time. But if we don't see that in the beginning, it's okay. Okay, so it's okay to have just simple prayer, connect with God, I love him, you know, and even if it's an uneventful prayer experience. Psalm 131, verse 1 and 2. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Like we said, you don't have to have these romantic feelings every time. Like feelings are misleading in prayer. Sometimes we're looking for a great prayer experience. And you'll have them. You will have them. But this one, this room, is simple, genuine, few words, like that song was we, you were saying in the beginning, few words from your heart, even when you're down, even when you're, you made a mistake. And, and, and don't look for the romantic, amazing you know, fireworks every time. It doesn't have to always be there. We'll get there, but we're still in the beginning of this, this makeover. Number five. We're almost done. Hope you're paying attention. Hope it didn't lose you. But number five is begin right where, fill in the blank. Begin right, say it with me. I just, I just want to hear your voice. Sorry. I feel lonely up here. Huh? I don't know how Father Anthony does this. <laughs> Sometimes I like to hear people's voices. Begin right where you are. Meaning what? That if you're, if you're at your workplace, if you're at home, in your neighborhood, you're at church, um, wherever, just start where you are. Like some people say, no, I need to go to the monastery on, on, and I, I need to go and spend some time there to start my prayer life again. I agree with you. That's a good thing, and it's important. I need to go to Africa for a mission trip and I can revive that prayer life again. That's good, too. You should do that. We're welcoming that. But what we're saying here is that it's okay wherever you are. Like even right now when you're sitting there, you can say, please let Abuna Abraham finish quickly. It's okay. You can pray that. You can pray that prayer. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, say simple prayer. Lift it up to God. Isn't it true I'm, I'm allowed to talk to my dad about anything? And anywhere. You know, Christ went everywhere. And he is everywhere. Remember in Zacchaeus, he went to Zacchaeus' house. He went to, the, to see the Samaritan woman at the well. Like, Christ is everywhere. We should lift up prayers to him. Simple prayers to him. I want us to, to just know that we don't have to face this life alone. Look, you know, life is hard. I don't have to tell you. You know. 
Life is difficult sometimes. Work, even family relationships, hard, isn't it? Even friends who betrayed you, even raising children is hard. All these things, like life is hard, but we don't have to do it by ourselves. We can have a simple prayer to God. Why not connect him with my life? Why is it this my life and that's God over there? No, let's connect with him to help us in our life, whatever we're doing. You know, simple prayer to, to readjust my thinking. God, change my thinking. I'm thinking funny things. God, I'm, I'm watching impure things. Please help me to, to stay away from, like whatever. Let's take our life, which is hard. No one here can say, no, my life is perfect and there's nothing, there's no problems and I love everyone. Everyone loves me and, and work is giving promotion every day and the Redskins are undefeated and it's not like that. Everything, it's not like that. I mean, like, that's why Abuna Anthony went to Canada. He had tired of the Washington area Redskins, so he had to go find some other. I'm just kidding. I hope Abuna's not listening to this later on. But, but, but the whole point is, it's not always like that. I have life, which is very hard, and I have God, who is very near. You need to connect to him. You need to talk to him. Don't look for a big speech. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Just say it. C.S. Lewis wrote, we must lay before him what is in us, not what ought to be in us. Let's lay before God what we're struggling with, what we need him for, not what's, what's going to be there, or what ought to be there, what should be there. God, I should be pure, help. No, I'm struggling now with this. I have an addiction to this. I'm struggling with this person. Talk to him about that. Keep it simple with him. No matter what you're going through inside your life, no matter how hard it is, God can handle it. God can handle whatever you're going through. Let's talk to him openly and genuinely and simply. It's nice that we can even shout to God. Wasn't Moses in that prayer saying, just kill me, God? It's okay, you know, there's some days, by the way, I want to be honest with you, even in Africa, I'm just looking up to God and saying, why? How? You know, and you're just like, you're almost like, you're not, you're not like challenging him, but you're vulnerable and you're open to him. Sometimes there's days where you just, you're, you just want to leave. You don't want this, this problem. You just want to be, escape your life. Just lift up and just, even if you have to shout. It's better to shout at God, to him, than like about him or ignore him. It's better to go to him, no matter how you feel, no matter how you want to say it. Just say it. I think our life is really challenging sometimes, but we need to learn this prayer. It's one of the foundations of prayer. How are you going to get to the liturgical prayer if we can't even simply pray? Sometimes we people say, no, I want to go to the liturgical prayer and the, this unceasing prayer and this, but we, we skipped a lot of other things. So I'm, I'm so happy that we get to have, be part of this series, and I'll be following along from Zambia to see how it goes. And I'll be learning, just like you, how to get through this house and to be a house of prayer and to be intimate with God. And uh, the first room is, in this prayer is the, the family room of simple prayer. Simple prayer. An example of simple prayer, before I conclude, even saying, Jesus, teach me how to pray. I'm not sure how to pray. I know I need to pray. I'm selfish. I love money. I love myself. I'm distracted. But Lord, 
Help me to pray. Teach me to pray. We can say that simply right now even. Just teach me to pray. I don't know how. So let's go through this together. And um, I'm so happy that I get to be your tour guide today. And I'll give your tour guide back next week to Father Anthony. And just remember, what's the goal is intimacy with God. The first room, simple prayer. Let's practice that this week. And we'll have Kurt come up and tell us how we're going to practice that together. I'll be practicing with you. Kurt will come up now and teach us about that and show us what we can do. Thank you very much, and glory be to God forever. Amen. Thank you so much, Abuna. Um, uh, in, this, in the spirit of what Abuna just talked about, uh, the three-by-five card there, what Abuna would like us to do is to write down a two- to three-sentence simple prayer. Okay, like Abuna said, doesn't matter where we are in our prayer life, it's always really important to get back to our roots. Here's an opportunity to get back to your roots. Write down a two to three sentence prayer and then put it somewhere where it's going to be accessible during the week. I know on the bottom of the handout it says in the morning the evening. Put it in your wallet, put it in your purse, put it in your pocket. And this is an opportunity for us to practice the simple prayer that Abuna was talking about. So that's what the three by five card is. Is take the time, could be now, could be when you get home, write a two to three simple sentences and practice that. Practice that simple prayer throughout the week. That's our homework. And again, thank you so much, Abuna. And God bless you and your family and your service. Let's stand for prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Lord, what a great and amazing day that we get to have together with you, Lord. You're an amazing Father, and you accept us for who we are. And, and we're just your children crying to you and saying, sometimes funny requests, Lord, but we, we're just so thankful that you accept us when whatever we say to you, Lord. Please help us with this this prayer series, Lord, is not just a series, but a, a life-changing way that we can, we can grow in our prayer life with you, Lord, and that we can start today by simple prayers. We love you and honor you. Please bless this church, bless Father Anthony, bless all the servants, and bless all those who are here today in attendance. We're just so thankful for every one of them. Bless them and their families and their work and everything they do. We love you and we honor you. We ask this in your name through the session of St. Mary, St. Mark. St. Timothy, St. Athanasius, and Lord, hear us as we thankfully say, Our Father, 